Hey everyone, it's Girls in the Game here. We're two girls who dive deep into all things sports. We look past scores, games, and stats. And talk about stories that aren't always covered by traditional media. I'm Allie Tunney. And I'm Colleen Schultes. And, and this, this is, is Girls in the, the game. game. Hey everyone, welcome back to Girls in the Game. This week we have special guests, Jake, Johnny, and Jack of Gamecock Men's Lacrosse. Yeah, okay, so just to get started, if you guys want to each introduce yourself and just tell us about yourself and why you joined lacrosse. Yeah, so I'll start. I'm Jake McQuaid. I'm the uh, president of Gamecocks Lacrosse. Um, it's my third year here. Um, started playing fall my freshman year. Um, from Charleston, South Carolina, originally from Philadelphia, so I got my, got my lacrosse start up north. Um, was going to play D3 lacrosse at first out of high school. Decided I didn't really want to do that. Um, so I came here, thought it was the best of both worlds to get that college experience as well as the uh, competitive lacrosse. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'm Jack Naughton. Uh, I'm a sophomore on the team here. Um, I actually just transferred um, from Division One school up in Boston, Holy Cross, uh, where I played there uh, my freshman year. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, originally not really a big lacrosse hotspot. So it's, it's honestly an honor to be on this team and be a part of it. Um, and I joined the team just because they've got a winning, you know, mentality. I mean, all they do, they seem to do is win. So, um, and the guys have been great. I'm really happy to be here and happy to be a part of this. Um, and I'm Johnny Stanton. I'm from Washington, D.C. So I grew up just kind of surrounded by lacrosse. Um, and then I ended up, I initially started at the University of Massachusetts, where I was only playing there for the fall. I ran into some injuries and stuff and just decided that I wanted to have some fun. So I came down here and then uh, kind of despised lacrosse in the start, got convinced to play and ended up loving it. Um, and it just worked out because I get like a good college experience as well as having like a team to hang out with all the time. And I can do other social things like fraternity stuff, all that. Um, and it's just a good mix of like, I don't know, staying in shape and having fun. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> the best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. Um, so can you guys just talk about um, like the culture of the lacrosse team here and um, just what it's all about? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, so we have, I mean, the best way to start this is like we have two practices a week consistently and it's just two hours because that's all the field time that we can get. We have a harder time kind of approaching it as a D1 program because of our restrictions through our school. Um, so sometimes it's harder to get together. We'll have to like go meet up on random fields. Like if the weather's not good, like we struggle with stuff like that. But I will say like when we get out there, like we have, like it's really competitive and we have a lot of talent. Like we can easily compete with, NCAA teams as we already have um I mean I would just I would honestly just describe us as like a hard-nosed program we're kind of just gritty like we don't we're not going to get out there and like just run miles every day we just kind of like we all come from like decent lacrosse backgrounds so we all came together and decided that we didn't want to do any of the psycho NCAA stuff but we still wanted to compete at the highest level without having to wake up at 4 a.m every day um, and yeah, I mean, down here, there's not very much, um, like NCAA teams. So down here, this is kind of what the South has for D1. 
So it's really competitive and it's kind of just like a whole different part of the world. I've never seen a lacrosse. Um, yeah. You want to build off that? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, kind of encapsulates all of it again. It's like kind of that best of both world, best of both worlds thing. Um, I mean, we go super hard in the field, but like we also enjoy each other's company off the field. I think the main reason why we're so successful is because we do succeed in practice and we go hard and stuff like that. But we also have like the best chemistry I've had on any team in my life. Um, we're always together off the field. Um, and because we're not practicing all the time and not doing team lifts and team runs, um, it just gives us more time to do stuff off the field. Um, so we're always together and build that chemistry. And I think that very much translates on the field. Um, where you have some teams in our division practice five, six days a week. Um, we're only that two, sometimes three. Um, but our chemistry just puts us above those teams and just makes our talent come out even more. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, since I'm new here, um, and I know Johnny can attest to this with his experience at UMass, but you know, when I was at Holy Cross, I grew to really hate uh the sport in general just because it felt so forced. Um, you know, and being with the team, it felt forced, you know, you don't, you know, if you're not a part of a team that really clicks, like it's really hard to find that right chemistry. And, you know, I've only been here for a semester so far and played in the fall, you know, we've got some big games coming up in the season and I don't know, I've just, I've never been a part of a team like this where like, I would, you know, I'd do anything for these guys and I know they do the same for me. Um, you know, in terms of like the team culture, I mean, it's, it's kind of corny, but it's like a family, like we all really do look out for one another and doesn't matter if you're you know starting every game or if you're never seeing the field like we look we look at each other equally like we have as much fun with each other on the field as we do off the field and you know like they said it's so competitive like it feels like this division one pace and speed but you know it's a little bit more manageable when you understand that you have time to blow off steam or you have time to really like, like get to know your teammates um, and like our coaches are amazing, like do anything for them. Like they, they have just been so great about really relating to us and kind of letting us kind of carry the program in the way we want to take it. Yeah. And it also sounds like, um, obviously everyone wants to be there. And I mean, a lot of times when you're at like a D1 program, it's like you're on scholarship. Like you're, like you guys said, you grew to hate the sport and like resenting having to be on the field and everything. Um, can you guys also just kind of, I know you guys are all originally from the North and like, um, especially in like Maryland, like lacrosse is super popular there. Was it kind of like a shock coming down to the South and seeing how many people wanted to play lacrosse? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I would say our team though, is like, I mean, we have a healthy mix of, you know, guys from around here in the state and even more South, but we have a lot of guys from all over the country and a lot of different backgrounds. Like, Johnny and I transferred from division one schools. We have a couple other kids like that. We have a couple of kids that could have easily played division one that are from all over the country and they chose to come here. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly like this program is nationally known. I mean, you guys have had two recent national championships and like, you know, playing D one and hearing about a club team, it means like you guys have recognition, you guys have been successful. So you guys obviously like even just coming from division one programs, obviously president captain on the team too. Um, what does it mean to lead a program like this? Well, I'll start like in the logistical standpoint, um, John, I can speak on like more of the on-field stuff, but um, it's definitely very different than anything you normally see. Um, we're completely like player run. So like me as well as a couple of the officers, we do pretty much everything for our season. So we make the schedule, we collect dues, we pay for everything. 
Um, and also it's like most club teams, like I me, mean, I've even talked to most of the clubs here um, in meetings, stuff like that. Um, and they have budgets of about like maybe up to 10 grand, like hockey, like hockey here is a bigger budget as well. But most teams have like a two to $10,000 budget. Um, whereas we're working with a budget of about 275,000 this year. Um, so it's about managing all that money and paying for the season. Um, so we're making the schedule, we're paying the coaches, we're, well, I went through a recent uh, coaching, firing, and hiring, so I do that whole process of the coaching search. Um, so it's a lot more background stuff than I think most people um, realize. I mean, I don't deal with most of the money, but um, our treasurer does a lot of that, and it's a ton of travel and booking stuff, um, ordering gear, planning hotels, planning bus rides, budgeting, like basically running, it's basically running a business is, is essentially what it is. You're basically running a small or to large business um, and dealing with 48 college kids trying to get everything done. So it's not always the, not always the easiest to manage, um, but we definitely get it done. And again, that's why our coaches and uh, our captains really help kind of manage it and get it all together and plan it out for the season. I mean, yeah, building off that, like translating that to the on the field part, it's less leading, more so managing. Um, I know a lot of these, these players and my teammates have just as much knowledge as I do. And when we, talk about things it's like it's not like we're leaning on a coach to yell at us and scream us through like drills it's more so like we're talking about what's going to work mm -hmm. like i'll just walk up to people i ask them what's going to work and that's that's what we do it's not it's not a hard group to lead because we're all just kind of friends and like sure we'll butt heads on some things but like yeah the, the day we always figure it out the second you step on the field and you start actually playing like how, like how we've been taught our entire lives, it's not difficult. Um, more so, yeah, I, I would say the leadership comes from inside of these guys because they have to keep us all together and keep us accountable of getting our stuff done. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> um, you guys touched um, on like the differences between playing for like a varsity program versus a club program. But um, why did you decide to come to South Carolina? You want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine, mine's a little different than most people probably, but I, um, mine was mainly injury and I didn't want to play anymore. And I have a twin sister who goes to this school. So I kind of just applied after I dropped out of UMass, got in like after Christmas, shipped down here five days later and just tried figuring it out because I knew it was a better environment for myself hearing about everything. Um, and mainly it was just, I didn't want a full-time job anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard being a full-time student with having more than a full-time job. Um, and then at the end of the day, the, just the money, just, it wasn't worth it. And it was just worth it to come down here and thank God I ended up playing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, like Johnny said, like playing division one sports just in general, not even just lacrosse is a, you know, I think it's at least a 60 hour a week grind. Um, you know, and you're, you know, if you're not on a team that's really winning, like you're, you're really just killing yourself to please, you know, coach, um, you know, teammates. And if you don't really like those people or you don't, you know, you're not really gelling with them, you have to ask yourself at a certain point, like, is it worth it? Um, my process was sort of similar to Johnny's where I got injured, um, and, you know, went through the whole process of rehab and surgery and came back and I was studying political science at the time. And I remember I was sitting in a class one day, um, in the spring and I just 
started thinking to myself, like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not happy. You know, my team wasn't winning at all. Um, and it was just, you know, it was kind of a flood of emotions to really figure out, you know, even starting the transfer process before we're deciding here. Um, you know, it's a huge jump and it's a huge transition. Um, but for me at the time, I was getting really into music. I make my own music. So I was trying to figure that out. And when I was looking at schools to transfer to, South Carolina has a unique program, the music industry studies major um, that I'm a part of. And so I reached out, um, got in contact with those people. I got in. Um, and, you know, at the time, kind of like Johnny, I wasn't even remotely thinking about lacrosse. I, you know, my plan was to come down here and kind of lock myself in my room and just focus on music in school and kind of just finish out my college life doing that. Um, but when I got down here, a couple of the guys, including McQuaid here, reached out to me and just said, you should really try out. You should really consider it. Like, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, for me, I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to get back into the sport. Like, I have so much resentment towards it. Um, and I showed up for tryouts and it was like, what, 120 kids or something? And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm so washed up. You know, all these kids are coming out of high school ready to compete. And I'm, you know, I'm here just to kind of have some fun. And thankfully, I made the team and I couldn't be happier to be a part of it. Like, being on this team makes me kind of look back on my past and think like, why didn't I think of this in the first place? Um, you know, we've talked about how competitive it is and we're all huge competitors at practice. Like we really go at it, but at the end of the day, right. It's the balance of like, I know I practice twice a week and we have a fully loaded game schedule. So I have time to get all my stuff done. But when I get on that field, like for that two hours, all I'm thinking about is lacrosse and nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot about the culture that you guys have created around the team that like you guys specifically being able to transfer and then get that love back for a sport is like insanely difficult. A lot of people don't realize how hard it is. And that comes a lot from just the people on the team, the school, the community, and also like the coaches. And we know you guys just got a new coach. So like, can you guys just talk about him and just about like what he does for the team? Yeah, so that's kind of a funny story with the hiring process. So like we... Uh... We we fired our coach. Um, good guy. We just had some issues, some disagreements um, on the field, off the field, just kind of in a general sense. Um, so towards a new guy, um, we had a few few good options. Um, and I actually um, contacted a mentor of mine, Nate Williams, who is now in Charleston. He's uh, from from the Maryland area originally, um, in a big lacrosse family. Um, and he kind of was like, "What if you guys hired Dakota, who was our assistant coach last year?" And I like never crossed my mind. I was like, I was not thinking about hiring from within. I was like thinking about getting uh like former D1 coach or a former like big high school coach or something like that. Um, I actually texted Johnny about that and he was kind of like, no, that's like a dumb idea at first. Um, <laughs> at first. At first, at first. For like five minutes. Yeah, we're like, yeah, <laughs> um, and then we kind of started talking about it. We were like, actually, he's like probably the best option for us. So we got an interview with him. And because I mean, I think none of us really knew much about him. He was like, he was a faceoff coach last year. Um, so he was mainly with the, with the faceoff guys. They didn't really spend time with the offense or pretty much like anybody except the faceoff guys who was just grinding with those guys. Um, but we talked to him and he just juiced us up like in an unreal way. He got us super motivated, he got me super excited. Um, and I think from then on, we were like, all right, he's the guy. Um, so we ended up hiring him a day later, two days later, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, got him rolling. I mean, and I think he's just a perfect fit for our program. He's a young guy. Um, he went to Limestone. He was a face-up guy at Limestone College in South Carolina. Um, but he's just the perfect club lacrosse coach, perfect coach for here. 
Um, he understands the culture. He knows that um, we have our fun off the field, but when we're on the field, it's those two days of two hours just grinding. Um, he And he totally understands that. He, he totally supports us going and doing what we want to off the field, having jobs, doing schoolwork. Um, but then on the field, he's, he's a different person. He's he's yelling at us in a in motivational way, not never in a bad way. Um, super motivating, super passionate. Um, like you can just tell it's just he loves what he does. Um, and he's just a great option for us. And we're excited to have him going forwards. Yeah. Norman Abel, a little bit. I mean, like the thing that makes him such a great coach is he's the first coach I've ever had in my entire life that's always all ears. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's just sitting there like Obviously, if you do something wrong, he's going to get in your ear and just be like, dude, what are you doing? I'll be like, I don't know, my bad. But he always listens to what his players want to do. And even like, obviously, we'll throw him some awful ideas and he'll be like, all right, that's just not going to work for us. But I mean, our whole offense has been built by our offensive leaders and our defense is the same way. It's been built up throughout the years and he kind of just has kind of taking a step back, respects it, and then motivates us to do it the right way. So he's just a perfect fit for a bunch of guys like us. Yeah. Uh, what I can say new is like, I, I've never had a coach that's been so, you know, like Johnny said, like so open to what his players have to say and his suggestions. And um, it's something that I know we as the players really appreciate um, you know, we talk a lot about his motivation and he's someone ready right, who's in a position, his position and his specific knowledge of lacrosse is so, um, you know, it's, it's a small margin of like the amount of players on the team, but he is able to kind of put the finishing touches on, you know, our offense and our defense and our goalies. And, you know, the, I'm sure he has to go through a lot, just trying to think of ways for us to get back to a national championship level, which I think we're at. Um, you know, the biggest thing with, with him and our relationship with, with Dak, as well as our team in general, is there's a lot of trust. You know, I think we really trust each other that all we want is what's best for each other and for this team as a whole. And, you know, he really embodies like being a part of something bigger than just himself. And I, you know, coming here, I didn't know anything about him. Um, I knew a little bit about the last coach. Um, and when I first got here and I started really getting into practice with him, like the amount of times he'd pull me aside and just give me that, like helpful one or two words of encouragement that I needed. Um, but I'll also keep it real with us. Like, I mean, and that's something that's hard to do. You know, he's the one who's able to be, you know, absolutely real and honest and level with us and tell us if we're doing horribly or telling us if we're doing really well. Um, he just really wants what's best for the team. And I think we can all appreciate that. Yeah. And it's really important to um, like you, I like to say you said he's like all ears because I mean, you guys are obviously at the level where you have like a lot of knowledge about the sport and everything. So him being able to listen to you and not just want to like impose what he thinks is best is really important. And like you guys coming also from D1 programs is like that's like important for you guys to be able to contribute that. Um, So what is recruiting like for you guys? Like how I know like Jake, you reached out to Jack to like for him to try out. How does like how do you find out about these kids that are coming from lacrosse backgrounds and like how do you get so many people to try out? So that's where it's like kind of interesting with our program because like we like besides like I'll text with you guys if I hear they're coming, but we do not recruit at all. So we have like no recruiting process. Um so we'll find out guys who come. Like I found out um Johnny and our face up guy Will Frith were coming in the spring. 
Um, so our president then reached out to them, or reached out to, I think, Fritz, I don't know if Fritz with you, but, um, and then I had found out Jack was coming from my friend in high school, our mutual friend, um, reached out to him. So it's kind of just through like mutual friends and stuff. Um, like we'll have guys email our team account and DM us on Instagram and stuff like that saying they're coming. Um, and we kind of just let them know. It's like, it's like you, like, we're never going to give a spot to somebody. Um, you have to come, you have to earn your spot in tryouts. Um, like we never give roster spots. We don't give any money. Um, I mean, we can't really afford to give any money to be honest, but, um, but like we don't give scholarships. We don't give any like guaranteed spots. Like it's all just like you have to earn everything. So it's like you have to come and earn, um, a roster spot. So like, I mean, you, you can come from a D1 school like Johnny and Jack, or you can come from the worst high school for lacrosse ever, but both kids have the common tryout equally. Um, so that's kind of how it is. Just no, no, no real recruiting process. Like a lot of these um, MCLA teams do. Um, we kind of just have, are lucky enough to have a lot of guys want to come to the school um, because of the respect the program has nationally, um, as well as the respect the university has nationally. Yeah, definitely. And I think also like, you guys have a great social media, um, like a great following specifically for a club team. So how have you guys gotten your social media to grow and like get people to engage in it and just interact with the page? Yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've just gotten social media the past like year-ish. Um, I'll give all credit to that to our current treasurer, um, Luke Meunier. Um, he does all of our graphics um, on the account. So you see we have a lot of like really cool um, like graphics based on like movie posters or album covers. Um, so the team account was doing pretty well. I think we had like 5,000 ish followers up until a couple of years ago. Um, but making those for game days just equals repost and then repost, get more followers. And so huge shout out to him for doing that. Um, he's gained us a lot of followers. Um, but it's pretty much just staying consistent during the season. Um, a lot of our followers are um, parents, alumni, and um, South Carolina lacrosse players. So we have a ton of like high school kids following us, middle school kids. Um, just following the team. Um, so a lot of just engagement with them. So we got to make sure we post like final scores, game day graphics, um, kind of just keeping everybody updated, like keeping the fans and, and uh, family updated. Um, as well, we've had a few viral videos here and that I get reposted that get us some followers. So some, uh, one Johnny went viral last year. We had one of our, uh, one of our alumni scored a goal in Alabama, got uh, posted on a few accounts. So it's kind of getting lucky here and there, but definitely a huge shout out to those graphics. Um, and the people who run our media. Um, we also this year have introduced a new media team. So we have um, a couple of photographers, um, Eric Kahudak and Pat Hellier. Shout out Pat Shot It. They both do a great job. They take fantastic pictures for us, um, which just makes more posts. Um, Eric just got featured on the Lacrosse Network, mm -hmm. um, which is a major lacrosse um, Instagram. So that got us a ton of followers. So they're helping us a lot too. So it's kind of just building. Obviously, it's not super easy to build a social media from the ground. Um, so we're doing a great job, I think, and kind of growing that over the past few years. And so huge shout out to those that media team and the people who've been helping us out with that. Yeah. And I think also one of the things that people have told us, like, I mean, we don't have this crazy following, but like, is like consistency is the biggest thing. Like people expect you, if you post every Tuesday, people are going to be expecting you to post on Tuesday. And it's like, that's something that people can count on when you're trying to grow your social media. Um, and I think that's something that you guys have been really good at, which um, helps contribute to that big of a following. Um, we kind of, you guys kind of touched on like money and stuff. So obviously you're not like a varsity program. So it's not like you get money from like the athletic department. So what's that like fundraising for um, things like uniforms and paying for trips and everything? 
Yeah, so another <laughs> another interesting topic. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. Yeah, it's like there's no good way of putting it. Like it's actually the worst. Um, so no disrespect to the school because obviously we get a lot of things from them, like in terms of like the fields and stuff. Um, but they're not super helpful in terms of money. Um, so like I said earlier, our budget this year is gonna sit around like two hundred fifty to two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Um, and I think this year from the school we got twenty three hundred and twelve dollars. So that doesn't put a huge doesn't put a huge dent into the into the budget. Um, so right basically on player dues um, for our money. So that's where it's like kind of expensive and different than a fraternity. Um, we charge around like three thousand um, dollars for player dues for returners and thirty six hundred for new guys. Um, and it sounds like super pricey, but like when you like think about it, like it's not like. It's not ridiculous because like you're getting two helmets, three jerseys, um, a full thing of practice gear, sweatshirts, backpacks, all that stuff. And then like this year we're going to uh to Boston for a trip. We're going to Virginia. We're going to Jacksonville. We're going to Austin, Texas. Uh, hopefully that's playoffs. But uh, Alabama, yeah. So like and last year we went to California for a week during spring break. Um, so it's a lot of travel. Next year we're going to Dallas for spring break. So it's like all this money goes towards something. So we're not none of it's wasted money. Um, but it's definitely definitely pricey when compared to a uh, to a fraternity. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of rely on that. And then for the other money, because that gets us about one hundred sixty thousand dollars with player dues, based on like the fifty-ish players we have. Um, but then from that on, we rely on sponsors. We have a few big sponsors over the past couple of years. Um, Village Idiot and Five Points. Um, they're a big sponsor of us. They've gotten us a lot of shirts um, and funding for our playoffs every year. Um, they've also been huge in hosting a lot of wash parties for us. Um, I know they hosted one for our SCLC, which is our conference championship, um, as well as our national championship in 2022. Um, so they've been a huge help um, financially as well as just morally. Um, they help us a lot with a lot of press and stuff. Um, and the rest comes from parent donations, family donations. We have a GoFundMe. Um, we do merch sales. We do hat sales. Um, this year we're introduced. We're selling jerseys this year, um, so we're going to introduce a new red jersey soon um, on our social media that um, we're going to sell to the public. Um, so hoping to replicate the success of cock hockey because they've done extremely well selling jerseys. So we're going to try to replicate a little bit of that by selling jerseys as well. They've done a fantastic job with that. Um, but yeah, we pretty much rely on just friends, family, and alumni for the rest of the money. So we kind of just hope every year we have enough um, and, and we might have to scramble a little bit, but it all, it all seemed to work out in the end. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, you guys also sound like you guys have some really cool things coming up, like a lot of fun trips. And I bet the jerseys will work. I mean, so many kids have the cog hockey ones and stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean, also really smart by you guys. And it also sounds like when you sign up and pay those dues, like it's almost like playing for a college, a real college team, because no other club team gets all that gear. Like I know I played club soccer for a little bit and we had to buy what we wanted for merch and stuff. So again, it all goes back to the culture that you guys have created this to be a really well-known program, successful program. Yeah. yeah, definitely got more gear here than I did at Holy Cross, which is oh wow, hard. wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's surprising. I've seen a lot. Um, but it sounds like the bar set pretty high this year. I know you guys have your first game coming up. Um, what are some other goals or just big goals you guys have for this year? We're winning it all out. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> If it's not that, it's bust. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling like. I don't know. Hundred percent. I think I think once you once you taste it, I know Jack sadly wasn't here yet, but me and Johnny have won one, and I think once you taste that like feeling of winning a national championship, 
Um, there's just nothing else like it. That was like, like easily one of the top like moments of like happiness in my life, just like winning that running on the field. Um, and like last year when we lost in the first round of the tournament, it was just like, it just like felt like such a failure. So like, even though for most teams, like making the playoffs would be a success um, in general, we lost in that first round and just like everyone was so defeated. It just felt like we just like just failed as a team. So I think every year it's just after winning those two the last couple of years, I mean, it's just not a championship or it's a failure. Yeah. Um, okay. So you just said that was like one of your top moments of happiness, but um, what other than that has been like your favorite memories playing for um, lacrosse? And I know Jack, you're new. So like this year. I mean, it goes back towards the team chemistry. My favorite moments have been all of our off the field trips. Um, there's been some unreal, unreal trips. Um, we've had Austin is always fun. Um, again, like that moment on the field was uh, was very fun in Austin after the championship. But the twelve to eighteen hours after were even better. Um, so those off the field moments with the whole team um, are just my favorite moments. So being there, being in Alabama our freshman year was so much fun. Um, being in Jacksonville with the whole team every year, even though it's mostly kind of like a business trip type vibe, um, just being there, just being with all the guys is my favorite moment so far. Um, for me personally, I mean, there's a couple schools that I just love beating mm -hmm. and like just beating the brakes off of BYU or Liberty. Like there's nothing better than that. I mean, you got like, you're married 22 year old Mormons <laughs> at BYU and then you get like us. And when we get to go out there and beat a team who like thinks that they are like a nationally competing D1 program, I mean, it just feels great. <laughs> like I just, I want, I want them to sulk in it every year. So that's kind of my goal. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, again, like yeah, I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't gotten to experience those things yet. I know I will. So I'm definitely very excited for those. So if you interview us, you know, at the end of the semester, I think I'll definitely have a different answer. But, um, you know, I we had two scrimmages in the fall um that were great and you know for me again lacrosse is just such a huge part of my life and especially being on a winning team which uh you know I, I wasn't on recently so it felt good to go out there and win and win with like my best friends and as much as I want to say those were like my happiest moments uh honestly like my favorite moments from this year so far my time with this team have been moments where like, I just, you know, these guys invite me over to their house and we hang out, we talk. And, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was actually at Johnny's house and they were talking about, uh, you know, when they won the national championship and what that was like and that experience. And for me to be able to sit there and listen to it and really soak it all in um, and understand that there is pressure, but the pressure is on everybody and we all share it. Like it's those it's those little moments with these guys that I really cherish because, you know, a lot of these guys are leaving. Um, you know, you don't know how much time you really have until it's gone. Um, and, you know, being here, trying to live in the moment with all these guys and like really trying to be a part of something bigger than myself. It's those little moments each week where I get to spend as much time with these guys as I possibly can. So it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of corny, but like it's those little, you know, kind of hangout things or the one-on-one time I get to spend with these guys that, I think, you know, looking back on this year so far, I've been like my favorite moments. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's all we have for you guys. Thanks for doing this. Um, good luck this weekend. Sure. And sure. 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 Sure.
And that's all we have for you this week on Girls in the Game. Make sure to tune in next week for more and follow us on social media at Girls in the Game Podcast. And shout out Kai for winning trivia this week.